Over the next couple months, we have an incredible sponsor that I'm going to keep telling you about. It's Yukon River Knives. Yukon River Knives exists to support missions work in rural Alaska by providing outdoor enthusiasts with premium quality knives. A portion of every purchase goes to helping advance the gospel in rural villages in Alaska. Featuring both handmade and high-quality production knives, Yukon River Knives has curated some of the finest and most useful knives in the market. Go check out their products at yukonriverknives.com and enter Shepherd's Crook at purchase for a coupon code and a 15% discount. As you guys know, in the past, I've worked with Buck Knives. Now, I love Buck Knives, but there's a difference with a knife like that, a mass-produced knife, and the Yukon River Knives. When I think about Yukon River Knives, I'm thinking about a knife that I can give down as a legacy piece to one of my grandsons, and I'm looking forward to that. Also, their small game knife is going to be my primary knife that I use for whitetail season this year and for my boar hunting trip in the early spring. Their knives feel great in the hand, and you can just tell looking at it and the feel of it that it's a well-balanced, great knife with a sharp edge, and it's going to last for a lifetime, and not just my lifetime, but multiple lifetimes. Yes, you can go buy another stock knife, or you can check out what Yukon River's doing and get you a nice, quality, premium knife that you're going to be able to hand down to your grandkids. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Matt Chandler. Let's go ahead and pray. I'm sure you've heard the announcement. We just need wisdom as we talk about this, and I'm not going to talk about things that I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, and I'm not going to assume. I'm going to speak to the exact information as it was presented, and then I think provide a counter argument of what was actually unwise and what actually what actually has been unwise to everything leading up to this uh, point of this announcement. And it's the whole thing that men and women can be friends in the same way that men can be friends with men. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we need direction and wisdom as always. Thank you for your grace to us. Help us to walk through this content well and learn from the mistakes of uh, Chandler and the Village Church. And Lord, we also uh, want to thank you for all that you've done in so many people's lives through that church, through that assembly, through that fellowship. Even though there's been some unique things the last few years, God, I thank you for what you've done in my life through Matt Chandler and his preaching. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help me to walk in wisdom even as I'm, I'm talking through this. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, we need to talk about Yukon River Knives because I love the company and you need to check out what they're doing. They're a Christian company and they make premium knives. You guys have heard the ad. You've seen me do the review or heard me talk about it multiple times at this point. But through the whole month of September, welcome to September, by the way. It's crazy how time flies. You can get this premium knife, the small game knife or the hunter or the uh, everyday carry, always their knife, I think it is. And these are just premium knives that are going to last you a lifetime. And my goodness, why not get something, spend a little bit of money, and get something that's going to be there for you and never fail. It's just a great, handsome-looking knife. I mean, check that out. If you're listening on audio, you can't check that out, but you can check it out on Gab and pick one up. You can go to yukonriverknives.com. I put it in the show notes, and you can get 15% off through the rest of this month by using the coupon code SHEPHERDSCROOK. All right, a little bit of background with Matt Chandler. Let's do all the caveats up front. I met Matt Chandler in 2004 working with Student Life Camp. I was 19 years old. We were traveling all summer long, working summer camps, 
And in Glorieta, New Mexico, there was this new 27-year-old or 28-year-old pastor and his young wife who were just, just they just taken over the village church or uh, First Baptist Church Flower Mound or something. I forget now what the church was titled. And I heard this guy preach, and it was, it was incredible. It was the first real preaching that I had ever heard, and I was blown away. I just was just blown away. So fast forward a few months, and I was looking up these things called podcasts, trying to find sermons, and I found Matt Chandler's sermons. And it started with Ephesians, and that was the first sermon series, I believe, that he preached at the village uh, before at the First Baptist Flower Mound or whatever. And I started listening to just, I mean, over and over again, sermons by Matt Chandler. And at that same time, I discovered, with by the grace of God, Mark Driscoll, and then another guy by the name of Neil McClendon. And these guys were just straight preachers. They were preaching God's word, and I was just blown away, floored. God just did some tremendous things, just like with so many people as they were listening to Chandler over the years. And fast forward, I just wanted to be in Acts 29. I became friends with Darren Patrick. He's a local guy. He's from this area. He's from the same community that I grew up in. And I just loved Acts 29. We ended up joining the Sojourn Network. And one of the things that I realized over the last few years is that Sojourn and Acts 29 basically are Bill Hybels, Rick Warren, Andy Stanley with a reformed soteriology. It's the basic premise is the exact same. We want to get a lot of non-believers at church on Sunday mornings. We want to be branded cool. We want to look cool to the world. But we happen to have a little bit better soteriology when it comes to salvation. That's generally speaking what Acts 29 has become. And I'm sure that there are some better and worse churches within the network, but it's just pretty much what it's become. It's it's cool church for non-Christians. That's what's the really kind of the methodology of uh, the you know of the network. What it's become. And I hadn't listened to Chandler preach in the last few years, and I'd saw you know the microaggression song or whatever that came out a few years ago that was just cheesy, cringe kind of stuff. And is seen him swing and miss on several of the things on social justice issues and all that kind of stuff. Okay, now. What we're talking about today is the announcement that just happened the other day, and I'm sure you've seen it. You probably watched it on YouTube. You probably heard about it through the Twitterverse or whatever, which I'm not a part of anymore. But what ended up happening is Josh Patterson, who's been with Chandler for a very long time, came on. I think it was maybe the second staff person after Michael Bleeker that was hired very early on there. I mean, 20 years ago now, 15 years ago now, whatever it may be. And Patterson gets up and talks and introduces Chandler gets up, and they have the exact same terminology. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't necessarily think that they're trying to sweep things under the rug. I think seems like just giving them the benefit of the doubt that they are sharing accurately and honestly what happened. But one of the things they said was that, that Chandler was unguarded and unwise and in his frequency and familiarity with a female within the church that he was friends with. They made the point, both Patterson and Chandler, that they want to be a congregation that believes in and practices brother-sister relationships. And they go through this whole whole thing saying that there was, of course, jo- joking, and there was just this familiarity and frequency that was just inappropriate. And the thing that I wonder as I step back from that announcement is why? What was inappropriate about that? Not that the content itself, of course, joking is wrong whether you're talking to a male or a female. However, Familiarity and frequency of texting and a close-knit relationship is a good thing when it comes to a male with one of his good friends. I mean, men text and have familiarity with other men all the time. We're texting, we're calling each other, we're name-calling, we're trash-talking each other. And what's normal there should be in the context of these brother-sister relationships that they say that they're for should be then acceptable in 
this kind of realm as well. If you're going to push brother-sister relationships, the Amy Bird stuff, why we can't be friends, if you're going to push complementarian, uh, complementarianism light stuff, why is it wrong for a male to be familiar and frequent with a female? That's the question. Why? Why is that wrong? If you're encouraging these brother-sister relationships. Now, let's talk about what is really unwise with all of this. And I think it's pretty obvious already where I'm coming from. Uh, this is the problem of the Amy Bird stuff. This is the problem of brother-sister relationships as being defined by the village church. And even what, what Chandler is defending as the breakdown of what he is defending is right front and center in front of everybody to see. And the breakdown is this. Men can't be friends with women the way they're friends with men. It's obvious, right? You just can't be friends in the same way. When you try to be friends in the same way, it ends up getting really weird really quick. What's wrong with being familiar and, and frequent and even just male joking back and forth with each other? Again, if it's coarse joking, sinful joking, that's one thing. But if it's just brothers saying things to, to another brother like men do, I mean, what is this that Michael Foster is always talking about? Men insult each other and don't mean it. Women flatter each other and don't mean it. And if you go to the man and your, your buddy and you're texting him all the time about this, that, or the other, joking all the time about this, that, or the other, sending memes all the time, there's nothing wrong with that. Daily, frequent contact. I, I mean, I have friends like that literally every day that I'm talking to. I mean, our elder team, everything. But if I'm texting some other woman, if I'm texting some woman that's not my wife, memes and jokes, that's inappropriate. Like, there's an obvious thing that, that can't be compared in a one-to-one -one relationship with brother-sister relationships, and that is, if you try to say that men and women can be friends, like they're trying to talk about, then you just can't come around and say, well, there's frequency and familiarity that's inappropriate, unless you're saying it's just inappropriate for male and female to be friends. That's the breakdown of their whole logic and their whole argument, and, and that's the case. Like, there's no reason for a man in the body of Christ to try to be friends with a woman that's not his wife. Now, what do I mean by that? I am friends with Andy Claude's wife, Kathy, my friend Kathy, in so much as I am friends with Andy and Kathy as a one flesh friendship. They're, they're, they're two shall become one flesh. They're married. So I'm friends with them through, friends with her through my friendship with Andy. But I'm never texting Kathy funny memes and stuff. That, that's inappropriate. And in context like that, where you're trying to say, well, brother and sister relationships, so that's encouraged. What that really means is you can text each other. And here's what I'd be willing to bet. I bet in churches like the Village Church it, that are encouraging these types of brother-sister relationships that they're talking about, I bet affairs are absolutely through the roof. I bet secrecy and behind-closed-doors conversations are through the roof. I bet you swinging relationships and you name it are through the roof. In fact, my sister was a part of and her husband were a part of the Village Church for a long time, and she talked about some of the issues like that that, that they had to face. In staff-level positions, I mean, very difficult things because... They're trying to encourage these. This is the overflow when you're saying you guys can be friends just like men can be friends. And there's nothing wrong with you being friends with all these women. Just go ahead and be friends with all these women. And it's like, man, that is, that's the unwise, unguarded thing. Why in the world was Chandler joking around with some woman that's not his wife? If Lauren knew about it, if this other man knew about it, they should have put a stop to it. I can tell you one thing. If my wife was joking around with some dude and sending memes back and forth all the time, I would put a stop to it. And if I was joking around with these other women all the time, my wife would, put a would, have, would have put a stop to it. Why? Because it's inappropriate. You can't be friends with Christian women, your sisters, in the same way you can with your brothers. This comes down to the exact same, like the words, brother-sister relationships. With brothers, do brothers teach, uh, treat their brothers the same way they treat their sisters? Well, absolutely not. Brothers... What do they do? They fight, they wrestle, they push each other down. They, they, this is how they act, react one another. 
But when it comes to their sisters in real life relationships, like in the family, in the household, the Christian household, the brother treats the sister differently. And so does the father and the mother. They treat them differently because they're different. They're equally created in the image of God. And this is the breakdown of much of complementarian theology and much of um, just soft complementarianism and complementarianism in general. It is so they, interchangeable. Their concept of, of male-female is so uh, malnourished, it's so underdeveloped, that the idea is, well, what's the big deal? And we're seeing the evidence of what the big deal is. The evidence is, well, here's what happens. When you have familiarity and when you have frequency with a sister, it is inappropriate. And if these exact same messages and this exact same familiarity and exact same frequency went out to a friend of Chandler's, like a dude, we wouldn't be hearing anything about this at all. Because there's probably 15 to 20 guys that he's saying the same exact kind of things to. You never hear anything about it. But because it's to a woman, this is what happens. So friends, men, pastors, here's the challenge. Don't be friends with women. And you know what I'm saying. You have sisters in Christ and treat them as a sister. But you're not going to be texting them. You're not going to be calling them. You're not going to be voxering them. You're not going to be uh, sending memes to them. There's no reason to do that. Is there going to be an occasional text every once in a while? Like to a friend, like, you know, if somebody in the church is saying, hey, do you get a wife, a friend that's texting you that's a wife of a friend? Well, of course. I'll get a text from Tara. Hey, can you call Ryan? He needs to talk to you. Okay, cool. I'll get a text from Mallory. Hey, can you do this or that for us? Or here, the eggs are ready or something like that. Or we'll bring eggs on Sunday morning or something. But when you talk about frequent, funny stuff back and forth. There's just no reason to do it. So that's my two cents of the conversation. The real unwise and unguarded thing is thinking that brothers and sisters can be friends in the exact same way that brothers and brothers can be friends and that sisters and sisters can be friends. Men disciple men, women disciple women. We're friends with our other brothers. And the only way we're friends with these women is through hanging out with each other in husband, wife, hangouts, that kind of stuff. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. Share this, subscribe. If you have any comments, please leave the comments in the comment section. And please leave a rating review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to. Thanks so much for listening to the show.